In the name of Jesus, amen. Frankenmuth is a wonderful town. My family knows it well. We've experienced it. We, we enjoy the culture. We've loved the people, the sights. And uh, we, you know, we live close to downtown, so occasionally we make our way down there for walks with our kids. And this one time, within the first week of being here, we stopped, stopped in downtown. It was around 3 o'clock at this clock tower. And there were these chimes that started to ring and these little figurines that started to come out of this thing. You probably know what I'm talking about. And there was this story that started to be told. It was the legend of the Pied Piper. And I had to look it up when I got home. It was a little hard to hear. It was windy, I remember. And as I, as I read about it, it truly is a gruesome, it's a horrible and it's a morbid legend. And if you don't know, you probably do, but if you don't know, I'm not going to recap the story. But at the end, there's this deal that goes awry. And so this guy, the piper, he plays this song, this music. And when he produces this sound, it touches the ears of the children and they are required and forced to obey it. And they process in a parade that leads to their disappearing. Now, although it is a legend, we know it's not just a legend, is it? You see, the piper is the personification of death. And death plays his song. And those who hear it are forced to dance to its melody, forced to follow along. And the, and the sound, it's like the sound takes you literally by the hand and forces you against your own will. There's nothing you can do. The song of death touches everyone. It's like a puppet master. And it makes you move to its tune when you hear it. It's the reality of death itself. It touches elderly and young alike and we know why. Because the wages of sin is death. And we are sinners. When you, when you don't obey God, and you obey your sin, and you obey, you obey the tune of death, right? you obey sin that leads to that consequence of death, that's what happens. There's no in between. It's truly horrifying and it's terrifying when you really think about it today on All Saints Day, that sometimes, yes, even sometimes, before babies learn how to crawl, they are forced to dance to the song of death. Nothing can stop. It is inevitable. When death wants you, it plays its song, and we grieve because of it. Today is All Saints Day. And what a confusing day it is. Are we supposed to, I mean, are we supposed to be celebrating today while others among us are still raw with grief of having lost ones this year? Or is All Saints Day, you know, maybe it's not even about celebrating or grieving at all. Maybe All Saints Day is really about looking at the historic saints of the church at large and just looking at their lives and being inspired by them to, to maybe live a life worthy like theirs was to this higher calling, to this higher level of Christianity called sainthood or Christianity 
And by looking at the model of life that they lived and the legacy that they leave behind, we just, all we can do is just try. We just try to reach that level ourselves. And if that is the case, then who do we pick and choose to commemorate? Who are the saints that we look at today? I think a quick look at how the church has treated saints in our past, I mean, it really makes for an interesting history, doesn't it? If you look at the church at large, we've created festivals around saints, around martyrs. We, some pray to saints to help them get out of trouble. Some make shrines to them. There's legendary and fantastical stories that surround them. There's a sort of supernatural element when you talk about the, the characters in scripture and of the early church that we call saints. Yes, the word saint comes with a lot of, a lot of baggage. I think it's been hijacked to mean something else than the way the Bible talks about it. To mean a person who's been venerated, who hits certain qualifying miraculous markers because of their works. And there's this misunderstanding of what it means to be a saint according to the word of God, according to the Bible. I love the Bible. We don't read it as often as we should. But I know you love it too. Just think about it for a second. Take a look at its characters. You've got Adam. He was a fool. Eve was deceived. Noah was a drunk. Abraham allowed his wife to be given away to men two different times. Rebecca was manipulative. Jacob was a pathological liar. Moses was a poor public speaker. Aaron, well, Aaron got into engineering, specifically sculptures. Miriam had agreed for power. The Israelites are grumblers and David's family. Oh, David's family was a total disaster. His son committed incest with Tamar. His other son, Absalom, murders him. Solomon, Solomon's a womanizer. The, the prophets, they had spells of depression. And some of them dealt with broken families and unfaithful spouses. Then look at the New Testament. You got Matthew. He was a tax collector. If you really read about what that means, he betrayed his heritage, he betrayed his own family, he betrayed his people. You got John the Baptist, he wasn't exactly approachable, just kind of downright scary. You got James and John, they had a helicopter mom. Peter denied Christ three times. He even rebuked the cross at one point. Thomas wouldn't believe Paul. Paul was cranky. You know, Paul, Paul wouldn't even work with Barnabas. This is after his conversion. He wouldn't even work with Barnabas for the sake of the gospel. They split ways in their strategic planning. And Timothy, well, if you read the letters to Timothy, he was young, afraid, and he was ashamed to speak up about the truth of Jesus when corruption and false teachings entered the church. Yeah, Timothy was a coward. You know what's so wonderful? about this list of names. It's so amazing about it. You fit right in. And so do I. St. Lawrence, there is a lot that could be said about the saints today. There's a lot of teachings in the Bible about it. But I'm going to address the most basic understanding of what this word means. I'm going to address the most basic teaching we know about the saints. And that is this. You 
have seen them. You had seen the saints because the saints are us. Those who can only trust in Jesus. She has absolutely nothing to do with what you have done. It has everything. It's completely, it's entirely 100% about what God has done for you. So to, to be a saint means this. First and foremost, it means you are a sinner. To be a saint means first to be a sinner. And Jesus loves sinners. He loves you. You see, I, want, I don't want to continue telling you about the story of the Pied Piper. I don't want you to be overcome by the sound of death that is our reality, but I want you to hear of a new sound today, of a new song. It's another one. It's one that pierces through every generation. It's another sound. It's another song that, that we hear all the time. It's infinitely more powerful. It comes from every nation, every people, all tribes, all languages. It's the sound of the saints around the throne saying, proclaiming together, not faithful were we. No, no, no. Proclaiming together, salvation belongs to God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And to the Lamb. That Lamb loves sinners. So it sheds its own blood. It's the sound of the saints. It's the sound of the gospel proclamation. It's the sound that Jesus came to earth to face, to look at death in the eye, to face it, to take death literally by the hand and to process death to his funeral. It's the sound of the saints that Jesus leads death to the grave. And he sets us free in the process to be a part of a new song so saints, just, just sit there. You see, he does all the work. I'm tired of using the word saints. I've said it like maybe 20 times in the sermon. And it is going to come again in a little bit here. I'm tired of using it because I think it does have this baggage. So maybe, maybe we can look at the epistle that was read today by 1 John. Well, it was read by Don. But the, the reading of 1 John chapter 3, when he says this, he says, look, behold, see what kind of love the Father has lavished on us, that the Father has given us that we should be called children of God. And that is exactly what we are. We are his children. And it's true. We're his saints. It's true. That's what it means to be a saint, to be his child. And we mature as children of God. We mature as saints. And, it, and to grow in this Christianity and this faith doesn't mean that we have totally left sin behind. It's still very much a part of us. It doesn't mean we've become any less of a sinner, but it does mean this. It means that as you live your life and as we do sin, we lean on Jesus more. It means we learn to depend on Jesus daily. We go to him first in all circumstances. I mean, look at the reading from Revelation. On the last day, when it's perfect, did you look at it? When it's perfect, they're still all dependent 
on the shepherd. We were never created to be independent from our God. Even on the last day, we will be dependent on him for everything. The saints will no longer hunger. They will no longer thirst, it says. We will be in a shelter forever because he will provide forever, feeding you, leading you to springs of living water. We were always created to depend on Jesus. I mean, think about the journey of a Christian. You got the new Christian convert and they get this, what Paul calls a spiritual milk. What it is, is they're excited about being a Christian because they've just They've just learned about the radical love and forgiveness of Jesus. Woo! And they're on fire. But then life happens and the crucible of life beats you down. And to the longtime Christian, some of you know this, the longtime Christian, they're fed what Paul says is solid food. We, right, we go from the spiritual milk to solid food in, this t- in the teachings of Jesus. But guess what? The teaching never changed. It's still Christ. And so from the spiritual milk to the solid food, the teaching has always been Christ crucified for you. So cling to him. Discover his way. And you know what? Hide yourself in him when you doubt. Hide yourself in his wounds when you grieve. When you grieve, sorry. And join the song of the saints. That salvation comes through Jesus Christ. See, to grow as a Christian, as a saint and as a child, means simply this that you grow in the knowledge of his grace. To grow as a, as a Christian, as a saint, and as a child means this. Check out this image. The more mature you become in the Christian faith, the more like an infant you become. The more mature you become in the Christian faith, the more like an infant you become. Like an infant depends on its mother. Martin Luther loves infant baptism because of this. For this very reason that it's the image that it gives forth that's incredible. You see, whether you were baptized as an adult or as a child or as a baby, it really doesn't matter. The image remains the same. You were all baptized like infants because it was the faith of others that carried you to the font. Some of you literally, and some of you, you heard the word and faith was implanted in your heart and that faith carried you to the font. And there at your baptism, you were clothed with a white robe, clean in the blood of Christ. And you were given a new song in your heart. The song and confession that Jesus Christ is Lord, that salvation belongs to him. Look at you, St. Lawrence. You're all infants. How wonderful. I can think of no better place to be than in, in his arms. He is your hope. But I didn't want to conclude the sermon without at least mentioning this one thing I noticed. Today is All Saints Day. And in a little while, we will be reading the, sorry, there will be a video of the names of those who have passed away, of those who have fallen asleep in Christ this past year. I wanted to say this. We don't just remember them but we do remember them. We don't just remember them. We remember the names of those not listed as well. See, I learned by looking at the list ahead of time that there's going to be two types of grieving happening today. Some of you are going to be mourning because God gave you a wonderful gift. It was a wonderful gift to be sure. And because of a tragedy, 
death came and you grieve because of something you had, but there's going to be others of you grieving in this way. Some of you are going to be grieving because of something you never had. Something that you longed for, something you prayed for, but you never received. Today, we also grieve the loss of ones we never got to receive. These children existed, to be sure. Made in the image of God, created by him, even if they lived for a short time. It was their childhood we never got to experience. God knows their name. Do not forget that God came down for his children, including them, the little ones, and died so that they might live. And so today on All Saints Day, we grieve as a church together and we celebrate together. If you have had a miscarriage this year, which my family knows about, and you've dealt with that alone, or if you have lost someone whose name will be on the list today, and that feeling of grief is still tender, it's still fresh and raw within you, if that's you, and you can't find the strength to, for the words to say the Apostles' Creed that we're going to say in a little bit, or you can't find the words to sing the songs of praises that we have left in this service, then let the rest of us sing for you. Let the church sing over you. And let the church, your brothers and sisters in Christ, the saints, sing the song and the sound of the saints. And let us speak bolder and louder on your behalf. Take courage, O saints of St. Lawrence, and lift your voices with joy to it for those who suffer in silence among you. Lift your voice so that they can hear again the hope that we know to be true. Lift your voice so that they, our brothers and sisters who are grieving, may hear again the sound of the saints, the proclamation that salvation belongs to God, that Christ has defeated death. Lift your voice and confess and sing because the tomb is empty, because Christ has overcome the grave, and because the saints will rise again. Have faith. Amen.